Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Finally, the Brooklyn Nets, that great experiment. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden. It is finally over. And this is an organization that is ready to hit the reset button you know, they get back in the multiple picks here. But I think Matt Ishbia, that new own, the, the new owner in Phoenix, he wanted to come in and make a splash, and he's done it. <laughs> Kevin Durant is a Phoenix son. All right, I found it. I found it, Joe. You found the tweet that you were searching yes, for. Yes, I found About it. About who the Boise Ice... Ice dogs? This tweet was pigs? This tweet was from 2019. I woke up this morning, saw the Durant news, and I was I looked for this tweet. It is very similar to the Mike Trout Angels tweet, where somebody wrote something perfect and it just gets yeah. retweeted. The Mike Trout one is every time I see an Angels highlight, it's like Mike Trout hit three home runs, raised his average to five twenty eight. <laughs> While Shohei Otani did something that hasn't been done since Tungsten Arm O'Doyle of the 21 <laughs> Akron Groomsmen as the Tigers defeated the Angels 8-3. to <laughs> That's a perfect tweet. So good. And it's so right about like, hey, Otani and Trout did something amazing and the an Angels lost. Yep. This is another one. Perfect tweet. And this is about Durant and the NHL. So I found it. It reads... It's cool how every year in the NBA, the biggest news is like the literal best player in the league has been traded. And the biggest news in the NHL is usually like Latvian superstar Yuri Skrastens has signed a one-year $800,000 contract with the Boise Ice Pigs. It's a perfect tweet. That is perfect. Yeah. So I woke up and I I was searching everywhere. I'm like, I know it's got ice pigs or Boise. I know some. And how some, many tweets can there be with Boise ice yeah. pigs as a yeah, in there? I started searching Boise. I started searching ice pigs, and ultimately I did find it. I I my, the tweet that got me or the search that got me to finding it was Latvian. I remembered it being uh, okay. Latvian and Scrastins. So I absolutely love that tweet. It's perfect. You know, we're coming up on the NHL trade deadline at the end of this month. Kevin, I woke up this morning and Kevin Durant was traded. Right. To the Suns. Like one of the best players of all time who is still incredible. Just on the move to one of the best teams, right? right. Like For the NHL comparison, what would that be? Would that be Crosby? Cro- Crosby, right. It, it, Crosby's probably too old for this, but it's Crosby got traded. Again. After signing yeah. somewhere else. Again. And, you know, the NBA has this landscape where massive trades. Russell Westbrook would be like who getting traded? Would be like 
Uh, uh, I mean, it's tough. Like, I don't know if he. I was gonna say like Malkin, but Malkin's been a part of a winner. And some, you know, Russ hasn't done that. Just, but like superstar, former superstar player that's still a huge name in the league, and he's like he's like an afterthought to a trade. Almost, right, like right. he's just a piece of it, just thrown in to get bought out. Yeah, it's wild. NBA is amazing. So Kevin Durant gets traded. Here's fine. Here's a question for you. On this. these were separate trades, by the way. Yes, Westbrook they, did not get traded for Durant. They might get traded for each other tomorrow. Who knows? Right. You know, in the right. NBA, sure. you, you never know. Is LeBron getting traded this afternoon? You can't rule it out. Meanwhile, in the NHL, and whatever, I think <laughs> uh, Gavrikov from the Blue Jackets <laughs> is on the market. Should right. they do it? Meanwhile, when Sabres fans were trying to find a place to trade Jack Eichel, the Rangers fans suggested they had ten untouchable players. Right. You know, yep. we, we, we did that. We've gone through that where it's just like, holy cow, the NHL. You and can't trade for Philip Cheadle because he's, <laughs> he's too important. We've had these conversations around the Sabres, too. Hey, should the Sabres make a trade? at the deadline or make a trade to improve, and you get an awful lot of, well, I mean, what what if instead of that you just told the guys in the room you believed in them? Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I guess you could do that. Right. You could also do that by acquiring someone that's talented. You identify who's going to play, who's not going to play, who's good, who's not good. Which league has the best infrastructure for this? For trades, for player movement, for... All of it. Salary mm-hmm. cap. Because I would say, someone listening and thinking about this might say, the NBA actually has too much of it. And I do think that's a fair point. If you are looking at a league and think, player movement is good, too much player movement is bad. This kind of gets to the college basketball transfer portal stuff, right? Uh-huh. Like There are plenty that think that that ruined the landscape of the, the college sports because now a guy's on a team for a year and then he can just go wherever he wants. Yeah, I don't think I have a limit. Can that be an answer? I don't have a limit. I think I, the NBA is my preference because I okay. love the player movement. It's not like the same guys are getting traded. Like Durant's not going to get traded this year again or next year again. Like we can we can sit with this. He's a son. You're positive he's not going to get traded next year. They could get traded <laughs> next year, but you know, I got 12 months to, to worry right. about that for the next however long the rest of this season. I can just sit with all right, Durant. The Suns, what does that mean? How good are they? And if next year he gets traded to the Timberwolves, I can fire that back up again. How good is, are the are is Minnesota now? So I don't really think I have a limit. I think the NBA is fine. The NBA, by the way, does have a format or a structure in place to make trades harder. Like They have a system where you can't trade consecutive first-round picks. Like You have to spread them out. If you trade four first-round picks, which I don't know if these are the years that Phoenix gave up, it would have to be you're trading 2023 and then 2025 and then 2027 and 2029. You're not allowed to trade back-to-back picks. Which is an odd thing to have. I think it's maybe the NBA trying to make it harder for these trades to actually happen. Um, There are, like, you have to match salaries is another thing that makes Mm -hmm. it harder in the NBA. Like, imagine in the NHL if the Sabres wanted to trade, or this sometimes will happen naturally anyway, but when they traded Eichel, you have to take $10 million back in salary. You're not allowed to take just $4 million back from Alex Tuck. You have to find another guy that will even it out. So they do some things, but I don't, I don't have a limit. I want all the trades and all the player movement I could, could, can get my hands on. If you do want it to be a little less, I think the NFL is becoming better for that, isn't it? That was my answer. The NFL has taken big steps in player movement, trade deadline stuff. We get more trades. Yeah, the, the draft. every offseason. Yeah. The draft 
what the draft represents is a lot of it because with so many rounds and so many players and so many spots to fill, you trade future draft picks. That ain't that that adds a lot to it. Like look at the NFL draft and how many teams own another team's first round pick. In a given year, it's not unusual for first round picks to be owned by like five different teams. Yeah. The NHL, that number is generally one or two and they're always lottery protected. You know, it's it's wild. Like the differences between these sports. I, I think that Yeah, the, the NFL, sorry, the NFL has five first round picks that have changed hands. The NBA has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. And how many does the NHL have? Two? Uh, it might be two. The NHL has three. Three. Four. Okay. So the you say NBA was how many? NBA Th- was 13. NFL is five. It's five. And NHL is four. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's – I saw a tweet also, a comment on this from Jeff Vallette, who covers the NHL for, um, well, a number of different things. He writes for – I don't even know who he's with these days. Face-off circle. Anyway. Okay. He wrote, if you're an NHL fan hoping for a deadline similar to the NBA madness, I've got good news for you. The entire league has no cap space or is tanking. The biggest names are mostly depth guys, and every GM is petrified of trading futures. Right. Wait, and then they wrote, wait, that's not good news. Yeah, the petrified of trading futures is a big part of it. And that might speak to, you know, NHL rosters are bigger, and first-round picks are valuable because after a first-round pick, it really becomes less and less likely a guy's going to pan out. You know, you have a fourth-round pick in the NHL draft. It's almost worthless. You don't even have to assign a value to right. it. It is going into a store and buying a scratch-off ticket, and, you know, it's probably not going to pan out for you. So can I call NHL GMs just straight cowards? I do. They just don't, don't want to look bad, right? Like, that's why this oh, – what was this? Um, this is when the Rangers and Kings went back-to-back first and second overall. And I, who was it? Jeff, uh, Friedman, maybe? Somebody was making a point about how – the Rangers, it would make all the sense in the world to trade down to number two overall because they had all the winger prospects in the world, but they needed defenseman prospects. And Lafreniere at the time was a clear-cut number one overall pick. The Kings were at two, and the Kings, maybe it was a center. Byfield was the guy, right? They needed a winger. They had all of these center prospects, but they had no winger prospects. And the case was, there's no reason why these two teams shouldn't swap. There's no reason why the Kings shouldn't trade up. And then it really came down to well, a first round pick, a first overall pick hasn't been traded since Eric Lindros. <laughs> like the, no one's going to do it because they don't want to look bad. They don't want to be the they don't want to be the guy that traded away the first overall pick. NBA, they're like, sure, I'll be the guy that trades that away because they're just swinging big. Here's four of them. Right, I'll trade you one in 2029. We'll be playing games in right what, what? In Guam. He's like, what are the odds I'm still <laughs> employed here? We'll be playing games in London. We'll be playing games in the North Pole by then. Yeah, you go ahead and take this first round pick. It's I think it's the NBA format is fun. It's wild. I mean, the NBA has a reputation for you know just kind of you wake up and oh, okay, I guess Kevin Durant got traded and what is his suited landscape? It comes right after Kyrie Irving gets traded, who of course is a great player. Yep, a lot of baggage there, but still in the in the NHL, you know I. I do think we are seeing, and this gets to the point about Dylan Cousins' contract extension. I kind of brought this up a little bit with Paul yesterday. I think the NHL GMs as a whole are getting smarter. Not more aggressive yet. Not bolder yet. Yep. But smarter. I have been on the station a long time ranting and raving about not signing restricted free agents to offer sheets. Yeah, right? You see a guy come up and his team signs him to three years, five million a year, and I think... 
Why wouldn't the Sabres offer that guy $7 million in seven years? He's that good. Everybody knows he's that good. And the NHL teams were able to keep their, you know, their player salaries down. People would talk about collusion. But now, in the, guy, in the case of guys like Dylan Cousins, Matthew Boldy, uh, Josh Norris, I think, is another one of these. Yes. Guys Tim Stutzla. Yeah. yeah, guys that are 21, they get a seven-year deal right away. Nobody messes around. And that kind of changes free agency. That changes a lot of different things. This was a point going way back to why tanking was a good idea is because, I don't know if you've noticed, but free agency gets worse every year. These teams lock up their great players mm-hmm. for seven and eight years at a time. And if you want a great player, good luck finding one on the open market. You have to draft them and develop them. And the best chance to do that is near the top of the draft, which you know the Sabres have done twice with Owen Power and Rasmus Dahlin. You're a team that wants Rasmus Dahlin? Tough. You can never have him. Pretty much you can never have him. And these GMs are, have gotten better. They've gotten smarter. But I do tend to agree with you that the NFL looks like it's trending toward a nice, safe middle ground. And this year's trade deadline and last year's trade deadline, I think, spoke a lot to that. Von Miller to the Rams. McCaffrey. Right? The Panthers mm-hmm. fired their coach, and then all of a sudden they're like, hey, let's just trade some pieces. They got a bunch from McCaffrey. It worked really well for the Niners. Yeah, I think you do see NFL teams rather starting to realize, yeah, trades are fine. Why wouldn't we be trading on a more consistent basis? And the off- last offseason was crazy for that, right? Like two quarterbacks got traded for three first-round picks, right? Was Wilson, was Russell Wilson three or two? Yeah. Either way, Watson was three from the Browns. There were other things there, but there was two quarterbacks got dealt for massive prices. Hill got traded. A.J. Brown got traded. Uh, Marquise Brown. Like there were so many receiver trades in the offseason, too, that like the whole landscape of the league kind of shifted. And it affected it did affect the results of this season, right? Like, would the Eagles be here today? Have they not swung huge on AJ Brown? I don't think so. The other side of that coin, though, is you need the team to get to a place where they're willing to trade that player away in the first place. Or you need an environment where the player is willing to fight a little bit on the contract and cause a situation where the trade can happen in the first place. That might be where the NHL falls flat the most, is that how often do you see players really push for those giant... A.J. Brown pushes for, I want to be a $25 million wide receiver. The Titans say, now we think you're $18 million. And he, he fights, and he goes at it with them, and he doesn't sign. And he probably makes it clear that I'm not settling on this. So they trade him. Is the closest to that... Like a Reinhardt scenario? Yeah, I'm, maybe. I'm, I'm not coming back. Right. You have my rights, but I'm not going to resign them. Matthew Kachuk, that happened with this offseason, too. Yeah. Like, that might be the closest that you get, because I feel like, for the most part, NHL players just say, yeah, it's not worth the fight. Yeah. I'll just take, you know what, Dylan Cousins, too. Right. Like, Cousins, I know, is a, is 21 and a part of a, a team that's up and coming like this, but in a different sport, a Dylan Cousins might go, I'm worth $8.5 million. I'm not settling for seven. I'll wait a year. I'll wait two years. I'll wait till I'm a restricted free agent. Let me see if I can build myself up to being a $10 million player. In another sport, I'm not sure Dylan Cousins settles for $7 million a year. Well, the NHL versus the NFL in this conversation, the NFL doesn't have guaranteed contracts. So all you do is fight for guaranteed money, and also right. those contracts can be restructured. So that, that would add to a scenario where, you know, if you are Tyreek Hill, or if you're A.J. Brown, you look at your contract, you realize... You can rip this up at any time. So instead of letting you do that, 
I'm going to I need a new deal, right. $25 million a year, X amount of dollars guaranteed, and if you won't give it to me, send me somewhere they they will. And the NHL, you don't have any power to do that at all because your contract is guaranteed. You might think you're a $10 million player, but if you've already signed for 6, like I think about Nathan McKinnon for this, he was on a $6 million contract. Yeah. Tough, buddy. You just have to wait. Right. There's nothing you can do. You can't hold out. You can't sign an extension until the final year of your deal. So that's a little bit different where the NFL gets that movement because of the infrastructure of the way their contracts work. Right. The guy can sit out and say, I'm not playing until you give me $30 million. Mm-hmm. And he can do that. Whereas, because they can just rip up his contract right. and do it. Yep. Cage Thompson can't go into next training camp saying, yeah, I'm an $11 million hockey player. Right. Sabres say, we agree, but there's nothing we can do about it. Right. We all agreed on your number, and you are stuck there no matter what. And can't even trade you somewhere else where they rip up your contract. Your contract is, it is it. <laughs> that, might, that sometimes happens the other way, too. Roberto Luongo in Vancouver, once upon a time, do you remember this comment? Yeah. He was what? He was horrible at that point in his career. Really and he had struggling. Like six years left on his contract, and he wanted like everyone wanted a fresh start, and nobody could trade for him because the contract was so large. And Luongo essentially said, "Yeah, I hate my contract. Yeah, my contract stinks. It, I'm yeah. stuck because I signed this contract." And yet they did trade it. They right the, the Panthers did take it. They sent him back to point. Florida. Yeah. 803 If you have a thought on this, just kind of you know little landscape of sports stuff after that Durant trade. And Durant to the Suns. Phoenix has been close. And this is... Yep, they are in... What place are they in? They're in, they're in fifth place, so fifth. they're right there in the West. But last year, they're in the final, right? Yep. So they've been close, mm-hmm. and... Was it last year? Yeah, yeah last they, year. They lost to the Bucks, right? I think it was two years ago. Two years ago, okay. Last year was Bucks and... Or Bucks two years ago. Bucks is two years ago. Who's last year? Last year's Warriors. Warrior, Warriors. Right, sorry, yeah, Warriors. Warriors. Um, Sorry, the pandemic. Since the pandemic, I don't know everything's what everything's messed up. Right? Who knows what year it is? Yeah. Well, because that previous year was like two months after when it. What? Either way, is Durant likable again? I never didn't like him. Okay, so for you, then that that answer remains the same. Yeah. I can't decide what I want to do with him because did I did, you, I did not like that he went to the Warriors. Okay, I did not mind that at all. The Nets. I mean, the Nets were so hateable. But I just didn't care about it. I just kind of avoided it. So I don't really know where I'm at with him the Nets, as, as whether he's rootable or not. The Nets were supposed to be the next team of the Super Friends get together and win. Yeah, and they've played 74 games together in four years. And when Harden joined, they played. I think they played eight games together as a, as a big three. Like their giant big three that was going to be the next super team played eight games together. Mm. And they won one playoff series in four years. It also kind of is a testament in the NBA to... Like, the player empowerment era, that's, like, the first time it really has just not worked at all. Because, like, the Heat, it worked. LeBron decided where he wanted to go. And then LeBron went to, back to Cleveland, and they gave him all the power. Like, player personnel stuff, and it worked. They won a title. Then he went to L.A., and they gave and him they the title <laughs> yeah. again. Uh, Brooklyn did it, and just, I mean, a lot of it, I guess, is just Kyrie being Kyrie Irving being, you know, flammable. Yeah. But... Durant and Irving just it, it just did not work at all. So now he's off to Phoenix. I wonder if he'll get into town and ask for tickets to the Waste Management Open. Like let's let's go. <laughs> I want to sit on that 16th hole this week. Uh-huh. I could that best hole in golf, right? Best hole in golf to attend? Probably. That's probably right. I'd want that atmosphere. I saw I saw a quick tour of the grandstand there. So the Waste Management Open is in Phoenix this week. 
there was a point where you were talking about going to that yeah. and going to the Super Bowl in the same week because you know the Bills would be there. Of course, the Bills are not, and neither are you, right? Which I guess makes sense. Um, I saw a tour of like the grandstand around that 16th hole, which is basically a sports stadium built around a golf hole, and there yeah. are lounges and couches and fireplaces and everything you could possibly want. Seems like a fun place to go. And they allow – there were, like, beer cans and stuff thrown on the course last year after a hole-in-one. Yeah, it gets rowdy. They allow that? They, it's, I mean, I, Again, I don't know if they allow beer cans to they be just, thrown. They, they kind of tolerate it a little bit? Perhaps. Yeah. It's that, frowned upon but not prohibited? Yep. Uh, that's on, that is on my bucket list yeah. for a golf tournament to get to. That's, sta- that's stadium course. You, I look, when I was thinking about going to Phoenix, though, for this weekend th- – the tickets for that, as you could probably imagine, are just out of control. Out of control, like big setback. You're you're not. You got to have a <laughs> you have a pretty good gig to drop whatever it would cost to go to both the waste management open at the stadium hole and the Super Bowl in the same weekend. Yeah, you'd imagine the Super Bowl attendees drive up the price to that tournament by multiple, multiple hundreds or thousands. Whatever. Oh, sure. Because if you go in time for the Super Bowl, what are you doing on the weekend? Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or you know, maybe not Sunday morning. Go to the waste waste management. Yeah, open. Friday, Saturday. I, I guess you would do that. Be a nice little trip if you're a Chiefs fan or an Eagles fan. Eight hundred three hundred five fifty. Okay, on the show today, we've got a couple things coming up. We've got Richard Deitch, who does the sports media podcast. We'll talk to him at eight o'clock about um, you know Brady in, in the broadcast booth. Brady's taking a year off, then he's going to be the number one Fox broadcaster. And Richard does a, a bunch of coverage on all the different um, workings of NFL play-by-play teams and color analyst teams, whether it's Tony Romo, Greg Olson. He writes about it a lot. So be interesting to get his perspective on that because I'd like to kind of get into what that role is really supposed to be now in a changing kind of television landscape. So he's coming up at 8, uh, 9 o'clock, Ben Brown of Pro Football Focus, and at 9.30, John Mattis of The Score for a little NHL chatter. So that's what's on the schedule for a guest standpoint. We have to get to a couple other things. We have to get to... Your question, Sal's question to you on the Extra Point Show, he mm-hmm. teased at the end of the show. That was a Sabres conversation that I'd love to have. Kevin Adams speaks today to talk about Dylan Cousins and that contract extension. I'm sure he'll be asked about you know the deadline and whether or not this team uh, feels like they should add anything. So that's good. Yep. I did hear, I heard of, Joe, I heard a voice I have not heard in quite some time. Who's that? The Super Secret Saber Source. Ooh, okay. The Super Secret wow. Saber Source reached out maybe three, four days ago. The return. Okay. Mm-hmm. First time in maybe two years. Uh-huh. It's been it's been a while. It's been it's been quiet. Uh huh. It's like if you ever watch the old show, The X Files. He put used to put an X on the mailbox outside <laughs> his uh, or on his window to get the, the secret guy to visit. Super Secret Saber Source reached out and you know had a little bit of information on. Trade targets like the Timo Meyer trade and the Jacob Chikrin trade ideas, how likely that might be. So I might give you an update on that. I might. All know, right, just wait. That but could be fun. It's good. To, good to find out that the source is is okay. I would. Lo- I could go for a big trade today, or any day. There's no Kevin Durant size trade out there for them, but it would feel like a Kevin Durant trade if they did any of those things. It's too bad there's not a really juicy goalie available. Like a, the, a Ryan Miller. You're talking like a top 10 goaltender? I'm talking when the Sabres traded Ryan Miller, it was whichever team gets this guy going into the playoffs is going to get a really good goalie. And granted, he went out in the first round, but 
Mm-hmm. If you could trade for Ryan Miller the year he got traded, wouldn't you do that? Wouldn't I do that? It, all the same circumstances. He's a UFA. He's yeah. you'd rent Ryan Miller for the year. Um, I might not be all the way in on that. I think I would lean yes. Do I do I have to be in on that though? I feel like their goaltending has been fine this year. It could be better, of course, but expected uh, saves above expected. They're like middle of the pack, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Or just a little bit below? They're about yeah, they're about mid mid range. I'll get you the latest on that. Yeah, we talked about Demko a little bit. Like he's he's I think below where Miller was when he got traded. If you're giving me the Ryan Miller for two three years, I might be a much stronger yes. Goals saved above expected per sixty minutes. Craig Anderson is twenty fourth. Lukanen is thirty sixth. Okay, so that is not really middle of the pack. No, no. Okay, be, be convinced. Their goal, they, go find me a Ryan Miller. Okay, I could I could be into that. They outscore their mistakes. Like it, yeah, no right. That that is this hockey team. If they could trade for, trying to find here like a name. I don't know Jeremy Swayman. <laughs> That's probably not the right name. He's right around Craig Anderson, not that far off. Yeah. If there Connor were, Hellebuck. If there were, sure <laughs> yes. If Winnipeg decided, let's yes. do that. Although that might be contract in term. Yeah, the UFA goalie. Who's really good uh, and available? That doesn't happen a ton. It always is a juicy trade deadline conversation. Yep. But I, th- I do think it's the position they, they do. They need that the most, or they need like the Chikrin guy. Uh, the, I might want to go the Chikrin guy. That's, that's probably right. That's probably right. Their depth on defense is a little weaker, and with goalie, you can you can get by a lot. The top. Uh, the top goaltenders in the league that are upcoming UFAs. Uh, they include Tristan Jari. I don't think Pittsburgh's doing that. How about Martin Jones? No. James no. Reimer. Freddie Anderson. But I don't think Carolina's doing that. Semyon Varlamov. His name I have seen on the mar- on the trade market. Uh, he's uh, he's right around Craig Anderson and above Uka Pekalukinen on Okay. How he's played this year. Jonathan Quick. No. <laughs> I'm a no on that one as well. Yeah, it's a no. All right, 803-0550. Kevin Durant traded. And uh, the Bills making some coaching staff moves, by the way. A lot, of, yes. a lot of speculation about what it could mean. And could the Bills be replacing Leslie Frazier? We'll give you the uh, the resume of their newest senior defensive assistant and whether or not a change could be coming. 803 to Jonas, Jeremy White, Sneaky Joe here on WGR. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Chiefs have just made do all year, even though they've had a wide receiver deficiency. So at, in this game, I mean, I, I just trust that they'll figure it out. You know, you've got Isaiah Pacheco, you've got Jarek McKinnon, you are getting Kadarius Tony back. You've still got the best tight end maybe we've ever seen before. There's certainly enough firepower. I've got questions about the Eagles' defense. I, I think we all agree the Eagles' defense is good. They just haven't been challenged a lot by good quarterbacks this season. Carrington Harrison covers the Chiefs, talks Chiefs for 610 Sports in Kansas City. That's our conversation with him yesterday. Eagles and Chiefs. Man, there's some good prop bets for the Super Bowl. Josh Reed tweeted one out yesterday that would be really fun. And that is the – and I, you know, different sports books offer this, of course. Mm-hmm. You offer these to get advertising. Like, hey, look at this free sports. Anyway, the one that Josh Reed tweeted out yesterday was the over-under on combined touchdowns jersey numbers. So combined. all of the touchdowns that are scored, uh-huh. you add the number of the jerseys. Kelsey, oh, okay. Kelsey is 87. Yep. Right? Pacheco would be 10. McKinnon is 1. 1. Yeah. So the over-under is 173.5. <laughs> Do you want the over? <laughs> I love that. We should bet this. We should bet. Let's I just love bet this. that bet. Over-under 173.5. All of the touchdowns combined, the number of the players added up. A.J. Brown is a low number. Devonta Smith is a low number. Right? Receive- really? You're just worried about the tight ends, right? That's it. Goddard and, and Kelsey. Kelsey. And everybody else. But those two, what's the number? The number is 173.5. I would want the under in a big way. I th- I think so. Goddard wears number 88. So I'm almost there with two touchdowns right. between those two. Two touchdowns from a tight end, and you're pretty much made. And wouldn't you bet on two touchdowns from the two tight ends combined? You might. That's probably why the number is 173 and a right. half. Right. It's a good number. Right, it would be right. That, that's what makes this bet kind of fun. Is you're just rooting for a hot, you know, touchdown in the corner of the end zone. Who is it? What's McKinnon? Okay, that's only yes. one. That's just one point. <laughs> yeah, one point. So I, I, I thought that one's pretty good. There's a bunch of good props you can bet. That one being one of my favorites. That's one of the best ones to like root for. I think throughout because yeah. you're going to be ha- Well, you'd be happy with every touchdown. That's on your side. If you bet the under, as long as it's not Kelsey or Goddard, you're going to be happy with every single touchdown, right? Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. And Justin Watson's or another one. He's 88, Blake, I think. Blake Bell, like one of the backup <laughs> tight ends. Yeah. That could wait, do it. Wait till on the opening possession of the game, a defensive tackle scoops one up from oh, number 90, 97. That's that. You're feeling like you are <laughs> made. Scoop yeah. and score. I've got a couple of those to get to, including... Celebrity odds who will be seen at the game. We need to do that right up our alley. Yep. But oh, these are odds that are actually out there, not like yes. that you're making up. Yes. Okay. Guys that we have bet on before. Right? Okay. Will Jason Sudeikis be at the game and on television? And I've got real good, honest to goodness odds on when he gets shown. So we'll get to that. However, we tease going to the break. The Bills have a new def- a senior defensive assistant. Yeah. A report uh, reportedly from Tom Pelissero. I did see from, just add a little context to this, Elena Getzenberg from ESPN did say that the hiring of Al Holcomb has not been finalized yet, but it's heading in that direction. Okay. 
Now, senior defensive assistant, how mm-hmm. big of a title is that? And is it is there any possibility that this could be a replacement for Leslie Frazier? He has been a defensive coordinator in multiple stops. Yep. Arizona, where it did not go well. Nope. And then most recently in Carolina, and Al Holcomb, this defensive assistant, he reunites with Sean McDermott, who he worked with in Carolina. Yep. For five years. He was the linebackers coach underneath McDermott. So so directly with directly him. with McDermott. Here's a senior defensive assistant brought on staff. Uh-huh. I don't know about Leslie Frazier's contract. We've wondered if he has a contract or if it's up, and there has to be a conversation. Could they mutually part ways? I heard Mike Schopen, the Bulldog, ask Eric Wood, would they have made all their, their changes by now, right? Should yeah. we just assume there are no more coaching staff changes since we've gotten to this point? And Eric, his answer was, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, I almost I was expecting him to say, Yes, once you get to this point, if your coordinator's still here, he's probably still here. But maybe the ship has not sailed on a change at defensive coordinator and Leslie Frazier not being the defensive coordinator for this team. Right. I'm not sure how I feel about it. I'm not banging the table to get him out of here. I just know that it's, I guess it's a possibility. And this this move for a senior defensive assistant that has been a defensive coordinator in multiple stops, to me, that is significant. It's a bit like having Joe Brady behind Ken Dorsey. Sure. Or... Aaron Cromer, or right, they have four, yep. four guys on staff that have been offensive coordinators. That was always sold as they're surrounding him with guys that have done it before. And another extension of that, Joe, is that if he doesn't work out, we've got somebody else right away ready to go. They do have. I'm looking at their coaching staff list now. They do have someone already listed as senior defensive assistant. So now there are two senior defensive assistants. Eric Washington, who is also the defensive line coach, is listed that way. He, by the way, also has coordinator experience he was the Panthers defensive coordinator after McDermott for three years uh or for two years so but he's also listed as defensive line coach so I think this could be one of two things I think this could either be a replacement if Eric Washington's not on the staff anymore for any reason or my first thought was the same as yours that like is the is this the guy that could that could jump in for Leslie Frazier if Frazier is what one more year away and bad results, uh, a bad defensive season, whatever that might be on this Bills they've, team. They've yet to have one. They right? haven't had one, so I don't know what that would look like. Yeah, they've but, had bad defensive postseasons, but defensive seasons, they have not had a bad one. But I do wonder if this is, okay, yeah, if Frazier, if they move on to Frazier at any point, this is the guy. There's nothing on his resume that tells you he's a good defensive coordinator. You could make excuses, right? That Cardinals team he was calling plays for in 2018 was horrible. They were the worst team in football that year. But I that, I perked up a little like okay, that sounds like a that sounds like a title and also it's maybe a significant title for someone that was not in the building already. Mm-hmm. Like don't they do a lot of this stuff like internally? Like Eric Washington, you could even say he was senior defensive assistant last year. He was with the team for two seasons before that, before he got the title. And he just walks in, this, this Al Holcomb. Just walks in. Gets that title yep. on the staff as a former defensive coordinator. So something to keep an eye on. I don't think it's an insignificant signing necessarily. I mean, it might just be adding to the staff and having as many good minds in there as you want. But it could also be the, hey, they just, you know, think of it from a player personnel standpoint. You draft a linebacker in the first round. Like, ooh, I wonder if that means so-and-so is going to get cut. Yeah, yeah. It could be that. David and Elmo. Good morning, David. Hey, gentlemen. Um, love your show. Just wanted to ask you on that prop bet over under. There's two things. One is 
does that include extra points? And no, it, it's only it's only the touchdowns that are scored. Okay, receiving touchdowns. Any touchdown. A- any touchdown. Rushing, receiving, yeah. any touchdown that is scored. Hurts would be bad for you here, too, number one. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I don't, I don't know. You're right. The, the under sounds enticing, but <laughs> I'm thinking a high-scoring game here. Yeah, that's, that's the other thing. Like, ima- imagine – thanks, David. Imagine you get to the over-unders, 173.5. How could you get there without a Kelsey or a Goddard touchdown? You'd, you'd need how many touchdowns? You'd need a defensive Eight? score. Well, 10. What if Miles Sanders gets them? He's in the 30s, right? 30, 20, 26. 26, okay. Three Miles Sanders, and I'm at, you know, 78. <laughs> That's still like, we're not even halfway <laughs> I got, there, I right? I got 100 to go. Uh-huh. Um, you, here's the way to do it. Let, let's say, yeah, let's, let's use Miles Sanders as a benchmark. Although, I feel like Miles Sanders, of the non-tight ends, that, is that not the highest number of someone you could see scoring? Let's use 20. If if use the number 20 as the average, which I even think might be a little high, you need nine touchdowns to get there. You need a George Karloftis scoop and score. He's number 56. Also, nine touchdowns, though, is not crazy, is it? It's a big, big number. That's, that's, that's crazy. 35 to 28 without any field goals. Yeah, that's a that's huge. You need a, so one of the teams to get in the 40s and the other one to get in the, in the 30s. You couldn't see that? Couldn't see a... A 70-point game between these two teams? Well, just to give you the context of that, what might be, let me look at the alternative line and yeah. make it, would you say, 35-28? Yeah, 35-28. So that's... That's no field goals. That would be five touchdowns and four... Or five touchdowns for one team and four touchdowns for the other team. That's 73 points? That's 73 points. Yeah, the ultimate... If I, if, I, if I can find the alternate total points, if you want it up to 73... Yeah. The highest they'll go is 79. 73 on alternate points is uh plus 1300, 13 to 1. Okay, so you're It's yeah. a bi- it's a big number. Yeah. It's a big number. That and is- and you need it to only be touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, two field goals isn't going to help. Right, you. field goals don't do anything for you in this uh that fun little prop there. 8030550 and 1888552550 if you'd like to join us. Fun prop for the Super Bowl there. We're getting closer to it. Super Bowl Sunday on the way this weekend. The forecast is today, we're looking at 50s today? I think so. All right. Spring rolling in, getting closer. I'm gonna do Or it's not because it's <laughs> March 1st, but the weather's getting closer. I'm going to do the thing I do every year around this time of year, uh-huh. which is fool myself into asking the same question. Is it going to snow again? Probably. Are you sure? Nope, but probably, right? Isn't that just kind of how the way it works? For the next eight days... The coldest, the high we'll get is 33. Mm-hmm. We're 56 today. We're 50s next week. 40s on the weekend. I did just go to the 10-day forecast page. The last two days, the 22nd and 23rd, do say snow showers. But they also say, well, I guess low of 30. Who can see that far into the future? 10, <laughs> 10 days away? Uh, I, I, do it, I know I do it every year. Are we sure we're not done with this whole thing? I'm not jinxing it. But. I wonder if the, if any if we get any snow, it's just going to be like the like even that. If it's the high on the twenty second is forty from what they're projecting out right now, and the low is thirty. Snow showers that day. That's not sticking. You're not going to wake up in the morning and see you know. Well, we might because we wake up earlier than most, but you might not see snow on the ground. Yeah. Quickly, CJ in Buffalo. What's up, CJ? Hey, I talked to Joe and Sal yesterday. Uh, I know I called in regards to attacking the offseason differently. 
Uh, I know we all agree that Brandon Bean's normal style is balanced. You know, he he always takes the best player available. Uh, I agree that it's the best offensive player available due to the fact that we have a defensive headed, defensive minded head coach and a defensive coordinator that should be able to figure it out defensively, regardless of the pieces. So let's stop getting defensive pieces. You guys usually have, are in the middle of the pack anyway. Go offense to help out Ken Dorsey, who's about to be a second-year offensive coordinator. We don't have anything on our offense that's uh, top-loaded. You know, D-line maybe, but we don't have anything where all the talent is top-loaded. Running back, wide receiver, nothing. How about Josh Allen? The worst that could happen is our offense is really good with the rest of the league. Defensively, I mean, we're, what, what, we're going to fall to the middle of the pack? Yay. At least our offense can run with anybody, and even if Ken Dorsey messes up, he has all the weapons in the world to save him and let him figure his, his, his way out of stuff. You know, let's just all O-line, all wide receiver, does not matter. I just think we should take a different approach because the league has evolved. We're going for so much balance, and it's nice, but let's be front-loaded somewhere. Let somebody come in and say, we don't have enough corners to stop these guys. We don't have enough D yep. linemen to, to run with these big offensive linemen. That's just me. I think we should take a different approach. Thanks, CJ. I think, you know, you say a lot of things that, a lot would agree with a name to mention in the draft at receiver. We talked with Joe Marino of the draft network yesterday. We talked to him every Wednesday and I'll give you this name. Go ahead and check highlights because I think it's a good indication of the kind of receiver the bills don't have. You know, you look at Isaiah McKenzie's speed and a 40 and you think that guy's fast and Khalil Shakir ran a good 40 and Diggs is not slow and Davis gets the top off defenses. So how is it that the bills aren't fast enough? And one of the names that, Joe mentioned was, um, hold on, let me pull it up here. It's I believe it's Tyler Scott, receiver, Cincinnati. He yep. is a potential wide receiver target for the Bills somewhere in the draft. And the thing that Tyler Scott does, if you pull up his highlights, it's about a guy that gets to top speed in as little time as possible. You know, if there's a race of 100 receivers, they might all top out at the same top speed. Which guy gets to the 10-yard line first? That's the guy the Bills need. They need vertical speed quick and not guys that build up. And a little bit of the case that Joe was making was Quentin Johnston, the wide receiver wide receiver out of TCU, who you may have seen mm. dominate Michigan in that national semifinal. And he looked like a do-it-all, everything guy, but he's a build-up speed kind of guy, maybe like a Gabe Davis is in that way. Not exactly the same, but that sure, he's accomplished and he's very good. But what the Bills need is a guy that can get to top speed faster. That's how you get your explosive plays. That's how you get your yak that you are so sorely missing in this offense. Thanks, CJ. We'll get a break in. 803-0550. And uh, take more of your calls. Got some, some Bills chatter to come. Some Sabres as well. As uh, you know, we take you up to Super Bowl Sunday coming up. That game, of course, will be here on WGR, as it always is. And, of course, the big trade in the NBA that we're kicking around. Jeremy White, Sneaky Joe here on WGR. This is a choice right here. Wow. Everything I do, I do it for you. <laughs> uh, be caller 5 at 221-4WGR to win a pair of tickets to see Brian Adams. So happy it hurts to her. Featuring special guest Joan Jett and the Blackhearts at KeyBank Center on Tuesday, June 13th. Courtesy of Live Nation. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Again, that is 221-4947. Good luck. Yeah, this is a this is a mood right here. Yeah. This is probably a very popular 
wedding song back in the day? No? I don't know. I don't know. I, probably. A, yes. 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 Had this to. is the song I think they mocked in Family Guy the most. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, this was from Robin Hood, right? All right. Jeremy White, Sneaky Joe, good morning. NFLPA medical director says, I guarantee you DeMar Hamlin will play again. How about that? Yeah. Medical director Tom Mayer making that bold prediction. In response to a caller who asked whether Hamlin will ever play again, he said, quote, I don't want to get into HIPAA issues, but I guarantee you that DeMar Hamlin will play professional football again. Wow. Who could? I mean, okay. That's, that's a lot to that's a lot project. Does right? Demar Hamlin know that? How could you, he's got to have some reason to say that, right? Other than just I guess so. he's not just talking. That is, he's the quite, medical director of the PA. Like, yeah, I don't feel like he's just out there like speculating about it. Hamlin has been uh, named the winner of the NFLPA's Allen Page Community Service Award. That's voted on by the players. So good for him there, of course. I mean, finding out what he's doing and seeing him all around the country, just kind of on a little bit of a tour here. So that's the NFLPA medical director. Okay, he'll play again. If he plays this year, yeah, in twenty twenty three. Like it, it's it's I it's, mean it's kind of weird, Joe. I want to I want to say this, and I'm still feeling that whole listen. Football's not as important as his life. But he's doing well. Here's the NFLPA medical director saying, I guarantee he'll play again. Then my brain kicks to like, okay, he's on the bills. And they need help at safety. So, right. Good. For him, for the bills, for the entire NFL community, if that is the case, uh, you know, it's, it's it's making that guarantee. that, Like you said, that, that, that that's a wow. So, I almost have, have, hesitate to make a comparison here. But Christian Erickson? who went down in the Euros for uh, Denmark uh, in 2020, he missed was, – it was cardi- he had cardiac arrest, correct? Yeah. yeah, he had cardiac arrest. And he returned to the Premier League 229 days later wearing a um, – uh, wearing a, basically a heart monitor. So he did it in less than a year. Who knows how similar – Hamlin's is, but I don't feel like this guy would be talking unless he had some reason to believe, some strong reason to believe that Hamlin was going to play. I almost feel like he wouldn't even just say it if Hamlin said it. Yeah. Right? If Hamlin was like, I'm going to play again. Is he out there putting his credibility to it? I don't know. Well, the NFL honors are tonight. It's on NFL Network at 9 o'clock tonight. Yep. They give out eight of the major individual awards. MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Rookies of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year, Coach and Assistant Coach of the Year. And I'm not sure if this is where Hamlin will also get this NFL PA Allen Page Award. I don't think so. These are the NFL honors, and that award we're talking about is an NFL PA award. But anyway, Mahomes likely to get an MVP tonight. Uh, we'll see if Josh Allen gets any votes. Like that's mm-hmm. another thing here. Allen, Hurts, Burrow, Jefferson, Mahomes on coach of the year. It is weird because I now see only 3 nominees. And at one point there were 5. Right. Now we're down to 3. Dable, Peterson and Shanahan. NFL honors tonight. So we'll find out who wins all those awards. I'd bank the money on Mahomes for MVP. 
803-0550. Jeremy White, Sneaky Joe, uh, Super Bowl week, of course. We've got to make our bets about which celebrities will be there because that's something we like to yep. do when we bet on things. And have we had Arizona this year? Do we ever try to figure out who was in Phoenix? I don't think so. Who lives so. in Phoenix? I don't think I, so. I think there might have been a couple Thursday night games where you guys were I, guessing Phoenix. I feel like Phelps was someone we were trying to figure out like where he lived. Yeah, but this is different. This isn't the Arizona Cardinals. This is the Chiefs and the Eagles. Right. And, you know, a, a big event. So this one's... It's the Super Bowl of right. the Super Bowl. Anyway. The easiest deal for that is going to be Kevin Hart. Right? He, actually, one of the big names that is... You, it, will he be there... And it's minus money is Will Smith. Will Smith. Will Smith. Yep. Because Philadelphia? Mm-hmm. Okay. You can bet whether Kevin Hart will be on stage during postgame. Okay. Did you see the Kevin Hart story from yesterday? He bought an eagle. <laughs> for $16 million. Get out of here. He bought a bald eagle. Or maybe, I don't know if it was a bald eagle, but he bought an eagle. All right, I'm upset now. I'm going <laughs> so, to gather myself. When the man that buys an eagle is going to be at that game. With the eagle, right? Yes. He's going to get in with that eagle, for sure. We'll get a break in. On the other side, a, uh, a quick Sabres conversation, you know. We're mixing football, of course, along the way. And, uh, you know, that news on the Bills' defensive assistant, whether or not Leslie Frazier will be back. You know, it's it at least opens the door to that conversation, too. So join us, if you'd like, here on WGR. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.